0: Welcome to Pushback. I'm Aaron Mate. Recently, I had the chance to speak before members of the UN Security Council about the OPCW's Duma cover up scandal. Uh, this is the story I've covered extensively at the Gray Zone about how the OPCW put out a report that baselessly implicated the Syrian government in an alleged chemical attack in Duma in April 2018 after centering its own findings, its own findings that showed that actually there was no evidence of a chemical attack in Duma, and also showed evidence pointing to this incident being staged by insurgents on the ground. So I went before the UN for the third time. Uh, I was invited by Russia, which organized uh, this meeting, and I spoke extensively about the cover-up and the OPCW's latest attempts to whitewash it. In this segment, I'm going to talk about a very significant development that happened at that meeting, which was that Brazil, the largest country in South America and one of the largest countries in the world, for the first time came out in support of accountability for the Duma cover-up and came out in support of listening to those dissenting inspectors on the Duma team who were silenced. So this was a very significant development that we're gonna talk about today. Before we get to that though, let me just show you a couple of clips of what I said. If you want to see my full remarks, I'll link to them in the show notes for this episode, but just here's a brief clip of the message I brought to the UN Security Council. This is central to the issue of resolving of what happened in Duma, because we are now nearly five years later since that horrific incident, those horrific images of all those dead bodies. And the, the international watchdog that investigated this incident has suppressed its own findings into that incident, leaving those deaths unresolved. And so long as the OPCW continues to suppress the science, the doom of victims and their families will remain without justice. So after I spoke, a number of other states gave remarks, including the U.S., U.K., and France. And these are the states that bombed Syria back in April 2018 based on the allegation that Syria was guilty of a chemical attack. And these are the same states that have helped lead the way in stonewalling any kind of accountability for the OPCW cover-up that has emerged since. In their remarks, none of them challenged my fundamental assertion that the OPCW's own findings were suppressed. And in my closing remarks, I pointed that out. I want to note that in the responses from states, including the US and UK, that no one disputed the central claim of my remarks today, which was that the findings of the Duma probe were suppressed, censored. Now, I'm not here to pass any moral judgments, but I just want to note the fact that we have member states who do not contest the documented fact that the Duma findings were suppressed, but yet, THEY OPPOSE ANY ACTION TO ADDRESS THIS SUPPRESSION. Uh, AND ON THAT NOTE, I'LL ALSO POINT OUT THAT I ASKED A QUESTION OF THESE DELEGATIONS, THE U.S., U.K., AND FRANCE, I MISTAKENLY ASKED GERMANY, BUT THEY'RE NOT HERE, Uh, WHETHER OR NOT THEY WILL SUPPORT THE CALL OF DISTINGUISHED DIPLOMATS LIKE THE FIRST DIRECTOR GENERAL OF THE OPCW, JOSE BUSTANI, AND FORMER SENIOR uh, U.N. OFFICIAL, HANS VON SPONIT, to simply have the OPCW meet with all of the original members of the Duma team and let them, not just the two dissenting inspectors, but all the original members of the Duma team, let them discuss their concerns and let them put forth the evidence that was suppressed. I never got an answer back to that question, which I've now asked several times. And if you want to see my full remarks about the OPCW's Duma cover-up scandal, I will link to that in the episode notes for this show. Uh, So turning now to Brazil. And again, in a very significant development, Brazil came out in support of accountability for this cover up. And the representative from Brazil began by pointing out that there were problems with how the OPCW has handled its investigations
1: in Syria. Let me start by thanking the Russian delegation for organizing this ARIA formula, and I also want to thank the briefers for the wealth of information that they provided in this session. Mr. President, Brazil is committed to multilateralism and to the constant improvement of disarmament and non-proliferation regimes. We view an effective and impartial OPCW as a cornerstone of the international disarmament and non-proliferation architecture. Despite being a golden standard among all disarmament regimes, the CWC has been repeatedly violated with numerous incidents of use of toxic chemicals as weapons. Instead of true accountability for such transgressions, the regime is being seriously affected in a series of accusations and counter-accusations. The establishment of ad hoc mechanisms, such as the IIT, have been a poor response to these challenges, having contributed to the demise of the culture of consensus in the organization. So that was the representative of Brazil
0: at the UN Security Council pointing out that there are some serious flaws in how the OPCW has handled its Syria probes. And I can tell you, being in that room, as the representative was speaking, everybody was listening because this is the first time that Brazil has come out so publicly and criticizing the OPCW's handling of the Syria file. And those who were especially listening were the representatives from the U.S. and U.K., who I think we're not happy to be hearing Brazil come out in support of accountability for the OPCW's Syria cover-up scandal. And one of the reasons Brazil came out in support of accountability is because a veteran Brazilian diplomat is at the forefront of the fight for that accountability. His name is Jose Bustani. Uh, He is the founding director general of the OPCW. If you watch Pushback, you might remember him because I interviewed him a few years ago about This story and about his own experience at the OPCW because he was the person who was ousted at the behest of the Bush administration 20 years ago when he was standing up to their plans to invade Iraq. He was trying to bring Iraq into the Chemical Weapons Convention. And because that effort by him interfered with the Bush administration's plans to invade Iraq, John Bolton personally flew over to to The Hague, came into Bustani's office and threatened him. And when Bustani refused to resign, John Bolton engineered his ouster from the OPCW. And so now, two decades later, Jose Bustani has come out against another U.S.-backed pro-war deception, which is the Syria OPCW cover-up. Because Jose Bustani is so experienced, and these two veteran inspectors who challenge the cover-up of the, the, the Duma probe are so experienced, that They worked together back when Jose Bustani was the head of the organization. So Jose Bustani has come out in support of the dissenting inspectors on the Duma team. And in September 2020, he tried to speak at the United Nations in defense of the dissenting inspectors in the Duma probe and in support of accountability for the cover-up. He was blocked by uh, the U.S. and their allies. And in my remarks, I pointed this out. Well, in his remarks, after I spoke, the representative from Brazil also invoked the experience of Jose Bustani.
1: Before I finish, I would like to touch on four points. First, and uh, I also directly uh, speak to uh, Mr. Mate. First, it's difficult to believe the the countries that you quote that have silenced ambassador bustani denying him an opportunity to speak before the security council unfortunately we know for a fact that your information is correct ambassador bustani luckily was given a chance to talk not in the security council but through a documentary symphony of one man, who is not easy to find, but uh, is in Vimo. For those who want, I can give the link to assess the documentary and see for themselves that he has at least an interesting story to tell.
0: So that was the representative from Brazil talking about the experience of veteran Brazilian diplomat Jose Bustani. Uh, who was ousted by the U.S. as the head, as the first head of the OPCW after he stood up to their plans to invade Iraq. And that documentary he mentioned about Jose Bustani recently came out and it tells his story, which is an amazing one. And it includes parts about Jose Bustani being blocked from testifying at the U.N. in defense of the dissenting OPCW inspectors who challenged the cover up of their Duma probe. Then the Brazilian representative went on, and he specifically addressed me, uh, and he asked me what I think are some very important questions.
1: Third, what you say, what you say, and what you said during your statement, unfortunately, damages the reputation of an organization. But you are clear, you are logical, and you come here with data. So, given the seriousness of what you said, I must ask you for reassurance that the data, the information, and the logical links that you present were thought over.
0: So that is uh, the representative from Brazil at the UN Security Council. He went on to ask me another question, uh, which has to do with what could be done to address the OPCW's Duma cover-up scandal.
1: My fourth and last point is that uh, a point that uh, you touched, but I would like to highlight. Um, Do you think that it's possible for the OPCW to revisit the Duma investigation in the affirmative Do you have suggestions as to how that revisitation could be done? And I thank you very much.
0: So as I mentioned, the representatives of the U.S. and U.K. were visibly not very pleased with what this Brazilian diplomat was saying. So when the U.K. delegation got the chance to speak, the U.K. representative specifically called out his colleague from Brazil. ECWIIT, has subsequently found the Syrian regime responsible for five
1: chemical weapons attacks. And I, I would encourage all colleagues, my Brazilian colleague in particular, to read uh, in detail the latest
0: IIT report on the attack in Douma. So that was the representative from the UK. His name is Thomas Phipps. And him and I actually also had an exchange, which I will cover in a different segment, because he also was not happy with my remarks uh, here he is urging his brazilian colleague to read the iit report which is a report recently put out by the opcw about duma well the brazilian representative had
1: a response to that mr chair the intervention by our colleague from the united king did not surprise you it did surprise me um we Had said that uh, we uh, would evaluate uh, The ITT report And we did so And uh, the conclusion that we arrived at Is that the ITT, and I repeat that Have been a poor response to the challenges That it was faced And contributed to the demise of the the culture Of consensus in the organization so, I would like to make that clear. Uh, and uh, that request for us to look into the truth and uh, dig it out. I I am an o- uh, eternal optimist. And uh, I must say that uh, I am almost listening to the UK saying that uh, should ambassador bustani be invited again to the security council they would agree with him to participate and i thank you
0: so that is the brazilian delegates response obviously not taking kindly to the uk delegates remarks and asking him a question in response asking him if he will support what the uk opposed before which is allowing the veteran brazilian diplomat the first director general Of the opcw jose bustani the chance to speak before the u.n security council and because that uk delegate had left the room uh but after he spoke his name was thomas pips he uh, he never gave an answer so but hopefully the brazilian delegation will receive an answer to that very important question will the uk and its allies finally allow the opcw's first director general jose bustani the chance to speak uh, before them about this very important issue well at the end of the session was my turn to speak and. to respond to the questions that I got from a delegate from Brazil. So here was my response. Uh, He asked me about whether or not the information I presented was reliable. And I pointed out that it was based entirely on OPCW documents, uh, especially leaked OPCW documents. And he also asked me about what solutions could be put forward to address the OPCW scandal. And I had some ideas to share there as well. So turning to the representative's questions from Brazil, I thank you for these questions. Uh, He asked me whether we can be sure of the data that I presented. All of the data I presented comes from the OPCW itself. Nothing I said in my presentation comes from open sources. I could have mentioned open sources, such as a journalist from the BBC, uh, which is a state-funded outlet of the UK, who said that he can prove unequivocally that the hospital scene in Duma was staged. I didn't mention that because I want to focus my presentation on the OPCW's findings itself because that is really the heart of this matter. And that's what, can be, that's what this council and that's what the OPCW can address. All of the data I presented today comes from documents from the OPCW. And again, no one challenges the authenticity of those documents. And no one, as the experience today illustrates, can refute the, the claims that were made in, by the original team which were then suppressed in an act of deception. So yes, the data can be trusted because it comes from the OPCW itself. Um, Now, there was another question from the representative of Brazil uh, uh, about whether I'm questioning the integrity of the OPCW. I am not. As we all know, the OPCW is an invaluable organization who play a critical role in the world and have achieved great success, including in Syria, in bringing Syria into the Chemical Weapons Convention and destroying serious chemical weapons stockpile. That was a major international achievement that unfortunately this controversy is distracting from. And this controversy only pertains to one small element of the OPCW. It does not taint the entire organization. And uh, just to underscore that, back before this became public, leaked documents show that other OPCW officials, senior officials, praised the efforts of the key dissenting inspector, known as Inspector B, his name is Dr. Brendan Whelan, when he was trying to address this issue internally. So let me quote one senior OPCW official. This was back after Brendan Whelan complained about the doctoring of the original report that he was the chief author of. A senior OPCW executive wrote to Dr. Brendan Whelan this, quote, through your action, you could actually be making the first step toward having a more professional, transparent, and sound fact-finding mission. And that was a recognition, simply, that trying to stand up for the OPCW's own findings and trying to defend the science that was carried out, that that helps solidify and strengthen the OPCW. Ignoring this suppression undermines the OPCW. Now, this senior official was not the only person from the OPCW to praise Dr. Whelan's efforts. In August 2018, just as Dr. Whelan was leaving the OPCW at the end of a very long tenure, another official wrote to him to praise him for his work, including in protesting the suppression of the OPCW findings in Duma. This is what the senior official wrote to Dr. Whelan. I can say without being unfair to others that you have been the professional in the the technical secretariat that has contributed the most to the knowledge and understanding of chemical weapons chemistry applied to inspections. You produced a lot of knowledge and unselfishly shared every bit of what you know with others enthusiastically. I thank you very much for this. And then this second senior official specifically paid tribute to Dr. Whelan's actions to raise concerns about the Duma probe. This official wrote this, I want to commend you as well for your character and strong values which have stood firm at times when it would have been easier to simply let it go without fighting for what you believed was right. Thank you for everything. It will be difficult to replace you now that your tenure is about to end. Well, now we have, nearly five years later, certain member states do not want to hear from this veteran inspector who was praised by his own colleagues for trying to defend the integrity of his own organization. Now, the the representative from Brazil, and then I'll wrap, asked me what can be done to address the Duma controversy. There are a number number of steps, all of them fully following the protocols of the OPCW. Uh, The first step is simply have the OPCW director general invite all the inspectors to come meet and share their concerns. Uh, this was proposed by Dr. Whelan back in a letter written to the Director General back in April 2019, which I've published, which was leaked to me. I published that letter at the Gray Zone. I'll, happy to, I'll be happy to provide you with a copy. But let me quote from it briefly. Dr. Whelan wrote to the Director General Aries. He said, Should the entire fact-finding mission team be given an audience with senior management and provided there are clear and unequivocal guarantees that team members are permitted to speak freely and without fear of repercussions, a clear picture of the conduct of the investigation into the doom incident will, I believe, emerge. Which is a proposal I will put to you again today. A second step will be to simply follow, as I mentioned earlier, the verification annex of the Chemical Weapons Convention, paragraph 62, which says differing observations made by inspectors may be be attached to a fact to a report. So we obviously know that some inspectors have differing observations let them write up those observations and attach them to the Duma reports that were put up by the OPCW. A third step uh, was proposed by by a group called the Berlin Group 21, and that was spearheaded spearheaded by the former OPCW Director General, Jose Bustani, as well as Hans von Sponek, a former UN Assistant Director General. And they proposed to the Director General of the OPCW, Arias, that he allow the OPCW's own Scientific Advisory Board which is made up of a number of uh, independent scientific and technical experts for them to come in and weigh this issue about Duma. Uh, and quoting them, quoting, quoting Hans von Sponik and Mr. Bustani and their colleagues, the Scientific Advisory Board possesses the necessary scientific and technical expertise. We believe that leaving the scientific debate to the scientists who best understand the issues at hand would provide a more objective and rational approach to begin resolving this unfortunate and highly damaging controversy. And there's nothing in the OPCW rules that prevent that. In fact, the terms of reference for the Scientific Advisory Board of the OPCW state that in in consultation with members of the board, the Director General may establish temporary working groups of scientific experts to provide recommendations within a specific time frame on specific issues in accordance with Article 8, Paragraph 45 of the Convention. Well, what issue is more important than this controversy surrounding the DOOM investigation. And finally, in response to questions that he addressed this issue, the Director General, Arias Fernando Arias, has said that it's not in his authority anymore to revisit old reports, that this is a done deal. But that is simply contradicted by the record of the OPCW. The OPCW in Syria, in fact, finding missions in Syria, has gone back and revised prior reports. So, for example... After publishing a final report on alleged chemical attacks by insurgents in Syria in December 2015, Syrian authorities invited the OPCW to return to collect further evidence that they claimed the report was lacking. The OPCW fact-finding mission team paid a second visit to Syria one month later and published an addendum to the final report. So there's a practice here of revisiting probes. There's nothing in the rules to prevent that. The OPCW didn't need even the executive council to approve that. They just did it because the rules allowed allowed them to do that. And remarkably, in the case of Duma, no one is asking the OPCW to, to go back to Syria. The simple request is meet with the original team that went to Syria for this mission and let them air their concerns. That is the request. That is the core request being put to the OPCW today. I'll leave it there. Thank you. So that was my response to the questions put to me by the Brazilian representative at the UN Security Council, a huge development that Brazil is not only posing these questions, but coming out in support of accountability for the OPCW's Syria cover-up scandal. Brazil, one of the largest countries in the world, the largest country in South America, and a major shift under President Lula, who recently took office to come out Uh, and oppose the U.S. position here, or at least defy the U.S. position here, and come out in support of accountability for the OPCW's Syria cover-up scandal. I think it's very, very important. Also significant was that China uh, affirmed support for accountability and also said that the dissenting inspectors on the OPCW's Duma team have the right to be heard. With regard to the investigation and uh, handling of cases of alleged use of chemical weapons, including the Douma incident in 2018. It is important to comply with uh, the convention and uh, the verification annex to ensure compliance procedure and reliable evidence for credible conclusions. As for the expert opinions from different perspectives, their rights to be heard should be respected. Thank you, Mr. Chair. A very momentous hearing at the UN Security Council. And one that I think has shown a very significant political shift with Brazil joining the calls for accountability over the scandal at the OPCW over its doom investigation. And to learn more about this, I have new articles up at the Gray Zone about the OPCW scandal, which I will link to in the notes for this episode. And we'll have more coverage coming soon here on Pushback. That's it for now. Stay tuned for more coverage here on The Gray Zone.